0: Welcome, one and all, as Fantastic Geek Talks Andor. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete.
1: Hello, Matt. Hello, listeners. Here today to talk Andor. Matt coming to Disney Plus on Wednesday, August 31st. Wait, what?
0: pete it was so funny we were gonna podcast Andor last weekend and life got a little busy and it was like okay that's fine and then the next day disney announces that the premiere date the previously announced premiere date has now been pushed back from that two episode premiere at the end of august to a three episode premiere on september 21st uh so uh there we go if nothing else pete the pod god's with us a little bit so we weren't giving inaccurate information 12 hours before the information changed.
1: Yes, we had gotten wind that the new trailer was coming, and then no sooner am I seconds into it, I'm like, wait, September 21st? <laughs> Text Matt. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is what it is. And as Star Wars has been in this Era, no wine before its time, and it's all worked out. Yes, even the sequels, and I will die on that hill. Um, here we are, three episode premiere. Yes, we would have had uh, that many already by the time that uh, it will come out on uh, September 21st. Critics, Matt, and uh, some other people you're talking to right now have seen a little bit of it. Um, But uh, yeah, the premiere now uh, rescheduled, um, and that's the way it's going to be.
0: Part of that schedule shift has been now uh, that She-Hulk is going to be premiering on Thursdays in order to, I guess, make that possible, which if nothing else, Pete, uh, Disney Plus, thank you for not asking me to watch three episodes of Andor and She-Hulk. Uh, you know, and, and a new She-Hulk episode on the 21st. Um, so I guess that's just a way to keep us focused on one thing at a time or something. I, I don't know. It's it's a, It still is a little weird. Pete, it's not red alert territory here. It's just a little weird that the plan they announced isn't the plan that they could stick with for either show. But um, that's okay. We're still, oh no, She-Hulk has been pushed back by one day every week for all nine weeks. Okay, not a big problem. Um, and just showing how, how live all these decisions are.
1: I think they're wise not to put two fresh live action pieces of content against one another to split the baby. Wednesday is the only day they can come out. No, you can, you've done Friday. They've done Wednesday. All right. You put one on Wednesday. You put one on Thursday. You give them their own days. I think that works. Uh, Matt, somebody somewhere has been listening to our pleas as far as being able to podcast all this and, and spaced it out a little bit and actually went from what would have been, I believe it was eight straight weeks of not only are we podcasting and or She-Hulk Attorney at Law, also Star Trek Lower Decks, third season, Uh would have overlapped for 8 consecutive weeks and now i think we're down to like 3 or 4 consecutive weeks where you know all 3 of them will overlap
0: yeah, very glad that there's only those four weeks there where it's going to be the, the the three shows in a row. Pete, sometimes, uh, whether it's Mickey Mouse or the Great Bird of the Galaxy or or somebody out there, uh, Pete, I'm not saying, nor are you, that they actually heard us, but it is nice to just have the universe row with you now and again.
1: I mentioned live action before. I'll bring up the animated now. Andor is still believed to overlap with the Tales of the Jedi series that's coming that's going to really focus not just on uh, Ahsoka, but also Count Dooku and um, Qui-Gon Jinn, as well as the second season of the Bad Batch this fall. So it's going to be interesting to see, do they drop those on the same day? How long do they overlap So you've given Andor here, you're going to have the first three on one Wednesday. So then you'll drip the remaining nine over those weeks. So what are we talking there? A total of 10 weeks of of episodes. Where do they slot those other shows?
0: Pete, it's almost like maybe one day in the future. Okay. Maybe different shows will continue to come out on different days and maybe to like consolidate the broad audience. They will, they will simulcast it at the same time. (laughs) So everyone could kind of experience it together. Pete, that's what they're doing this September with uh, dancing with the stars that has moved uh, from ABC to Disney plus live shows on Disney plus and all of that. So for as much as I'm making a joke, like, Oh, maybe one day they'll invent the network broadcast schedule um look if you're a dancing with the stars fan the idea is everybody watches it at the same time you know like it used to back in the day you know last season when dancing with the stars was on so um pete lots of lots of movement there on the schedule for disney plus and and i guess streaming in general
1: But what about our schedule
0: pete i literally have in my hand the schedule that i printed out After these changes were made, and I've been hesitant to take it from my printer and hang it up because I don't know if it's going to change again. Uh, But Pete, here's our podcast schedule plan, okay, for the first uh, five weeks of She-Hulk, that's now instead of podcasting She-Hulk on Fridays, we're gonna move She-Hulk to Saturdays. That'll give it a little bit more time for discussion, reflection, and so forth. Uh, but once Andor comes, uh, it being the longer show, uh, because we're expecting somewhere in that 45 to 60 minute range versus She-Hulk just at 30 minutes. She-Hulk is gonna switch to the Fridays and then all our Andor podcasts. Uh, will be done on Saturdays. So this being the Andor podcast that we're focusing on, Andor Saturdays, Saturdays, Saturdays. Star Wars Saturdays, baby. Absolutely, including the 24th, in which we will merely talk about Andor episodes 1, 2, and 3, since that's uh, what will have premiered just a couple days earlier there on September 21st.
1: Can't wait to dig into it, Matt. Particularly about a show uh, that will run definitively, two seasons, two parts, as they've called it, um, we know so little about.
0: We do, and it's funny. I think of when Rogue One came out and obviously the sad passing of Carrie Fisher and and the the presence of Princess Leia at the end of Rogue One being kind of an emotional point um, separated from its time. But I think of when Rogue One came out, it was also a time where I think you know, there there was renewed interest, shall we say, in the Rebel Alliance fighting the the evil empire that was only growing stronger. Um, and while I don't think we're quite back to that, Pete, I think for a lot of people the the threat of the evil empire in this world continues. So I think it's weird timing to just be like here we have a show that's maybe not um in the Mandalorian section of the timeline where yes, the Empire will return again in the first order, blah blah blah, and we're getting little little snippets of that in the mandalorian part of things but rewinding the 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 timeline here to andor to say watch out for these people they're in control they want to build more control but pete there's even rumors okay that at one point they might take away the senate okay let the regional governors run everything if you can believe such a thing but again i think it's just it's interesting to have this show coming up at a time where where i, I don't know there's the feeling to fight the empire pete
1: the idea of a prequel to uh star wars in that they led right up to it uh you know the stealing of the death star plans with rogue one and now a prequel to that story uh and and more about rogue one in a little bit but you know that they have this plan over two seasons. um, And whereas Rogue One is very firmly a war story, this really starting off, uh, one, with the origin you see in the second trailer of Diego Luna's Cassian Andor, and two, the spy drama here, you know, really playing that up and you know something i'm really hankering to see more of
0: i am too and i think that f- for a variety of reasons including like hey george picked a time where it's the good rebels against the bad empire and, and there was some backtracking of story but at the end of the day he was like i don't know it's the universal struggle of the common person against you know the, the power um we, of course, are approaching the story with much more history now and much more sense of what led to the Empire and where the Empire is at and where the Empire is going and so forth. Um, I, too, kind of welcome this this notion that the story will be starting at a point where everything is so stifled and people don't necessarily know, you know, there's not a rebel alliance of sorts. There's people here and people there that are not happy with how things are going, but... Um, You know, I know it's, what, five years previous to the start of Andor uh, was the Obi-Wan show. But whereas we saw in Obi-Wan, like, hey, stick with the system. Like, you know, Bail Organa is just going to have discussions in the Senate. It's all going to work out as part of the, you know, this is part of the uh, how the sausage gets made for for democracy. Um, The notion that we get to go five further years and say, no, it's not working and kind of have that stifling environment for these characters to play off of.
1: Yeah, and then when we talk about the characters for this series, I mean, obviously it is named Andor. Matt, strangely, there's still people like, Andor, I don't see any Ewoks in this uh, preview. Are they not show me the Ewoks? Is this <laughs> like E.T. or Gremlins all over again?
0: Um, Pete, I suspect that as people settle into the show, they'll say, ooh, what an oppressive time this takes place in and and who is this who is this rascal who says I I shall not get involved it's not worth it and then you know the, the 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 thief Cassian Andor who slowly uh you know slowly gets turned into a hero of the the rebels and so forth um I think like a lot of like a lot of the Star Wars shows that we've seen um each one obviously a lot of care is taken to, to how it fits into uh, the timeline and and you know I- increasingly solidified events you know of course there was the Disney purchase and a whole bunch of the 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 non-film stuff got got booted out to give story space and now here we are again saying okay well, this is five years after this and it's four years before Rogue one or four and a half four and three quarter years before Rogue one all of that but I suspect just like with Mandalorian, just like with Book of Boba Fett, just like with Kenobi, yes, there's going to be all this timeline um attention paid to we who go, "Oh, I understand that reference that they're still 5 years away from whatever, um or they're 15 years after the Jedi were killed, you know, all of that stuff." But if you're a brand new person, you're just going to say, "I feel so bad that, you know, there was TV code like, "Oh man, they took the children away." Or Oh boy, they knocked down his house. That's really sad and and, and the, the 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 more um the more new-eyed viewer will be able to dive on in and say I side with Andor.
1: At the Critics Association, um Diego Luna went so far as to say it's really not fair to call it Andor. I mean, obviously we know that Genevieve O'Reilly is reprising her role as Bon Mothma not only from Rogue One but all the way back from Revenge of the Sith. We've got Stellan Skarsgård front and present in the uh, trailers. Matt, a first look at the return of Rogue One and the Clone Wars. Uh, Saw Gerrera, Forrest Whitaker here. You know, you've got big-time character actors like Fiona Shaw, uh, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Well, and certainly I think that the trailer sells you on Andor, but also sells you on as you're saying all these other people who are in it uh even down to a point where uh you have some actors who have been announced in undisclosed roles so is that undisclosed because we're gonna say wow it's a brand new character i had you know i had no idea that in 10 episodes i'd come to you know to to love this character uh or is it gonna be oh my goodness they got you know so and so to play i don't know middle-aged yoda or something like that you know whatever it might be um but yeah it looks like it's a great cast and i think part of the part of the discussion uh, between san diego comic-con and the television critics association discussions is that because this was filmed in london and in the uk um a lot of it was done outdoors a lot of it was done with standing sets so Coincidentally to that, I think there's now uh, Pete. I was made aware just in the last week or so that there's like now that people. This is what somebody had said online. You know, now that people know what to look for for these LED walls, the uh, p- people are all experts, and now they say, "Oh, I could see that's an LED wall." I was like, "That's so unfair." that people would do that. Oh, wait, that was me in the first couple episodes of Star <laughs> Trek: Strange New Worlds. Like point taken. Um, and while I think there's a lot of LED wall kind of potential for future storytelling it is not the end all and be all and if you can go to you know uh grassy windswept hills an hour north of london where there are some some ruins and then you've built some new ruins to go with it and to say oh this is the ancient planet of the ruins like yeah that's that is great too you don't need to always be in a manhattan beach soundstage with security everywhere to make sure that you
1: you know what your film never gets uh never gets shared yeah, and this being the first Star Wars live-action series that is not making use of the volume of, of the stagecraft technology, they've they've now spun off to other production companies. Um, Tony Gilroy, the head writer here, and you know the guy that was part of Rogue One, and you know everything that uh, transpired there in terms of spiffing that movie up and I think really responsible for making it the film that a lot of people love Um, he said that there's no way no good way to do both right now Um, that you have to make the decision to for it to be a volume show or a non-volume show you can't jump back and forth and he said there were some things they wish they could have done on it uh, and it might have been simpler but the the sprawling nature of this show matt 211 speaking parts it did not apparently lend itself (laughs) to that production
0: yeah and i would add to that what we have seen of it through the previews kind of the notion of like i think of how that first preview opens with like you know is it a blacksmith or is he ringing a bell or is it a blacksmith bell or that sort of thing just the notion that this is kind of on the again the notion that i'm getting from the trailers this may or may not be accurate that that portions of this story are taking place you know not in the innermost halls of power and yes we're getting some mon mothman and and some of that you know palace intrigue kind of stuff political intrigue um but just the notion that this is a show where it might be better to like I said, it might be better to go to a small fishing town you know two hours outside of London and film there for a week and then you know, with the computer put make funny houses to make it look all alien, but while you're there to get the to get the authenticity of this place, which is a bit far flung from from the center of the the uk universe, just as you're going to be on planets I would assume that are that are you know far flung from uh, the Emperor and the Senate and all of that.
1: Again, you know, of those two hundred and eleven speaking roles, so few that we have character names on and and fewer that we can connect to a performer. Uh, Vel Sartha is a character name that is out there, female character, some sort of uh, freedom fighter. It's all I got. I don't have a a performer for you. And then Matt, that was shown off uh, at San Diego Comic Con is the droid, not the droid you're thinking of. We'll talk about him in a little bit, but uh, Cassian Andor's droid in this season is B2 EMO or B2 for short. Kind of a kind of looks like a uh, a custodial uh, you know uh, uh, bucket with uh wheels
0: well i i must confess pete it it was only as we've been talking here and i've been scrolling through the wikipedia that i was like wait a minute there is a name that i i guess from way back i was expecting so i guess here's the good news it's great that there's a a brand new b2 is it pete uh, i look forward mm-hmm. to all the, the the b2 shirt the b2 the lego the b2 the 30 uh remote control b2 <laughs> the b2 the 120 remote control and all of that that's all that's all really exciting um pete where is alan tudyk on this list where where's k2so
1: well i mean they talked about that at the uh the tca presentation as well that Cassian Andor is not in a place as a character yet that he would be reprogramming an Imperial droid. Uh, They're going to get there. In fact, Season 1 covers one year, um, five years out from Rogue One. And then uh, Season 2, Part 2, is going to cover four years, um, and that shoots this fall. Uh, a little at a time they'll they'll uh, you know move toward Rogue One Uh, in fact Gilroy went on to say that the last scene of their show the 24th episode will walk the audience directly into Rogue One and into the first scene of Rogue One
0: so look make the best show possible make the best show that you know the creators want that the that the studio will pay for that the studio is happy with and so forth i would like to propose pete that um if their plan was always to cover the five years and their plan was to do you know five years out for the first season and then other stuff for future seasons i think that what has happened i would suspect that what has happened is there has been a change wherever it is. And nobody's saying I'm angry at the studio or the, the studio said, Tony Gilroy doesn't want to write as much. You know, th- there seems to be no, no animosity, but it does seem to me like they shifted gears from what could have been an original plan mm-hmm. to hear Tony Gilroy say, well, well if we did uh, more recently and I'm putting a little bit more, you know, uh, drama into it than he did. But you know, if, if, if we did all five years, what would it be? Five years and 50 episodes and i heard him say that and i was like yes that's what it would be that's what like game of thrones did and it was very successful as a matter of fact i mean not five years and 50 episodes but yeah like i think the audience would stick around i i suspect pete somewhere in the process somebody said i don't think the audience is going to stick around which i think is a bit of a shame but i'll take the fact what they're now saying which is We set everything up in the first season. Then the second season, we're going to do three episodes where it's four years out. And maybe at the end of that third episode, somebody's going to say, what? You mean she's going to have a baby? And then in the next episode, well, it's a year later. And you say, look, there's a little baby. One year, like, they're going to lean into it for, you know, story pluses, Mm -hmm. not story minuses. That's a really powerful idea. And you can... I mean, to be honest, Pete, I think of one of the best shows on TV right now, Succession, which sometimes will just be like, oh, man, there's this major thing that's going to take a a while to work through. The next episode, they're like, wow, we worked through it in the last month. And you're like, wait, what? Did I miss an episode? So it's a cool tool to use. I would have taken more than less. But Pete, two years, 24 episodes to get us to Rogue One.
1: Well, we never thought we would get a second season, much like an Obi-Wan, which continues to have uh, rumors of a second season. So we'll definitely take it. But yes, no K2SO early is the word. We will eventually get the character.
0: All I know is this, Pete. Each of the Star Wars shows that have been out, the flavor has been slightly different, which I think is a is a good move. It's been authentically Star Wars, but it hasn't been... You know, kind of more of the same, more of the same, more of the same. I think the notion that we get uh, something that's maybe not about the Jedi, something that's about kind of the the growing Rebel Alliance, it, it's going to be a real exciting journey to go on. And uh, I'm certainly looking forward to those episodes. Drop, see, Pete, my my list on the wall still is not accurate. Those episodes coming on September 21st, and our our Saturday Star Wars Saturday podcasts for it starting on September 24th
1: can't wait to delve into it and this she hulk attorney at law star trek lower decks all we do across matt now 32 podcast feeds made possible by the people of patreon.com slash fantastic geek
0: yes we are so proud to have their support particularly you know pete find the the eight weeks of three shows a week that's been compacted to four thank you pod gods up there but uh, as we head into a super busy fall uh, watching and podcasting the shows that we really really love having that support there to keep us going uh, when energy is low or when times are busy that support means so much so thanks as always to those who go to patreon.com fantastic but pete let's keep the star wars conversation going how can people be in touch with you on twitter
1: you can find me on Twitter at Peter, p i e t e r j k l r k e t e l a a r 12,609. Followers can't be wrong.
0: And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on fantasticgeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more.
1: Facebook.com slash fantasticgeek with a P-H, all one word, like it today if you're listening to the pop
0: culture podcast feed in the near future we'll be talking some more she hulk we'll be previewing some lower decks before we dive on into she hulk which of course starts on uh, august 17th if you're here just for the andor series not to worry i'm sure we will touch base about it pete before that premiere uh in about six weeks time for now though i will say adios to all our listeners and give you pete the final word talk to you soon